Hello and welcome to a new episode of StarPod. My name is Chloe Liddell, StarPod president, and I'm here with David. Hello. And our special guest, Rebecca, a film and TV editor of Bragg. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God, that was a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. I tried. So I tried. Yeah, the I tried. crowd better go wild. Like, wow. it's a big deal on the show so today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is for your... Fright Fortnite. Yes. What is what is that? Tell us a little bit more so, about it. Fright Fortnite. It's this thing I started last year with Brig when I it was my first year of film and TV editor, and I wanted to do something that would get a lot of people writing, get a lot of people excited. So naturally, I decided to exploit horror movie fans because they're always the most excited people on earth. So it's two weeks of planned content around horror films horror tv shows horror tropes in general and it's yeah there's just going to be a lot of great work with a lot of lovely lovely writers this year i have a lot of thoughts about the walking dead oh brilliant and now i'm wishing i i got involved sooner oh, you should have the walking dead what a series by what the way. a series <laughs> but what a series like the highs were so high and then the lows were very low. Ter- Do you mean lows as in just how traumatic that series is or in terms of uh, content? Cause Both. Yikes. Both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, this is, yeah, I feel I really, this, I need to have a conversation or like write an out. essay about this it. This is a yeah. safe space. <laughs> I just have so many. So many thoughts. So many thoughts. The Walking Dead in particular is insane because I don't know about you, but I started watching it maybe 12 or 13. I, yeah, I was the same. Very, I was very young. Yeah. Way too young to be actually watching it. And Definitely. I was like pirating it. Mm. It was on, what was it called? Watch series? Mm. Does anyone remember that? I watched it with my dad. <laughs> uh, oh, I was a criminal. Uh, uh, very, very young. But it would be every single week we would come into school and it would be a beloved character would have been murdered in last night's episode and you would have to deal with it that day. It's a very quick introduction to grief, I feel yes. like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, mm. we've all... What what point have, have, have you guys watched it up up until? I, I think I watched up until... Oops. It was either midway between season seven or the beginning of season eight. Okay, that's fine. In that case, we can talk about it. I okay. I don't know what season this is, but I remember. I spoilers, by the way. I remember it was when um, Negan is first introduced. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know the circle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, that's what I was just going to mention. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's probably the mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. the most famous moment from the whole yeah. show. Yeah. Um, Again, spo- I was going to say spoiler warning, but also it feels like that's I, five, I, six years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, 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 I knew about it before I even watched that episode. Oh, really? Because I had like done research on like the comics, and it's obviously okay. it's, it's yes. a big moment in the comics as well. I this mm. is my this is my thing. I like to do research on everything I watch before I watch it. I like doing research on everything after I watch it. Yes, <laughs> I like to know how it was made, yeah. how they came to that decision. But I am deathly scared of spoilers like i, I hate them so there's certain yeah. things that i don't want to be spoiled but then there's certain things that like if I'm, if I'm not able to watch it right away or if I'm, i have no really if i don't really have any intentions of watching it but i want to know mm-hmm. i'll go like watch a video about it it's interesting because i've seen a lot of online discourse about that season six finale like that cliffhanger that was left over the summer and then season seven started yeah. of who who got batted mm-hmm. and i saw a lot of people think it like oh my god you know, it's so bad that they did it like this. And I felt very much in the opposite camp. I, I Obviously, I really wanted to know who it was and everything. 
but I assumed they hadn't, hadn't decided yet. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I thought it was a really clever way of generating interest yeah. through, like, while it was off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they did, they did kind of do a switch and they of, did. of people's expe- expectations. Yeah. However, that's the one of the issues I have with it. Mm-hmm. Is I, I love that episode. The season seven uh, premiere is... I think it's just a really, really well done episode and a lot of that is down to Andrew Lincoln's performance. Oh, yeah. That scene went, again, spoilers if you haven't seen up to season seven, but that scene after he comes back and he's threatening to, he's telling Rick to cut off Carl's arm. Yeah. And he's like begging everything and that snot bubble, Mm. the infamous snot bubble coming out. It's just, it's such, I don't know how he never got, I don't know if he was nominated at all, but I don't know how he never won an Emmy for. I can't remember if he did. That might have been one of, I I feel like I remember seeing an image Mm. on Tumblr or something of someone very upset that he hadn't gotten nominated, but I can't remember if he did whenever he finished up. Maybe. I just, I I, I thought he he was. Absolutely brilliant performer all the way throughout, but that mm. episode and that scene was just so yeah. harrowing. Um, and I was thinking, like, we've ju- we've been through so much already that there can't be more. Um, I've kind of lost my train of thought. But so I sorry. do, I do really agree with you about how I think it was really smart what they did to generate in- interest in that way. Because I think the reason I stopped watching was at that stage in sort of the show's journey, it was really becoming oh, we found a safe place. It's lovely. Mm. This is great. Everything's good. Oh, no, zombies. Oh, Oh, we have to leave. Oh, something terrible is happening. Yeah. No, it felt different and it felt like everyone was going. But once I feel like my favourite character was dead, I was Mm. like, what's the point of Mm. carrying on, guys? (laughs) It was a a massive loss. Mm -hmm. I assume you're talking about Glenn. Of course. I'm talking about about Glenn. Glenn. Um, Of course. Absolutely love him. Yeah, no, because my my only issue with that episode, and I, I, it's really difficult because, again, I like Negan and I like the way it introduces Negan, Mm -hmm. but the first death being Abraham, and then, oh, there's actually another death, and that one being Glenn, Mm -hmm. as it is in the comics. Mm it felt like it just undermined Abraham's death. Now, I know Glenn is always... Glenn was a more important character overall. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Abraham, over he, the last couple of seasons... He'd become, been there for so long yeah. as well. He'd become such an important yeah. character as well yeah. that having them both die in that same episode meant it was probably just going to be remembered as the one where Glenn dies. Yeah, And it just felt a little bit... words fail me like like it just failed his character it failed it failed the importance of his character to just be like oh my god abraham's dead we need like we need to mourn as a big loss and then the reason for glenn's death i think is the main issue i had with that episode with um daryl's reaction mm-hmm. yeah because it just felt so forced Mm-hmm. To then be like, oh, there's actually another death, guys. Mm. Shock. You know, and you're like, they could have done that. They could have done the two deaths. Mm. If they were maybe more spaced out and the reason between it like, was a lot more natural. No, I but, agree. Because yeah. I forgot Abraham even died. Even though yeah. I remember mm. loving his character. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed like, his whole thing. But it's Glenn. Oh, well, exactly. It's Glenn. And that's kind of the... I think, I think a lot of people that. knew... That was I, I see I know why they did it. Like a lot of people knew that Glenn was mm-hmm. gonna die, so they were just like they kind of already knew what to expect. 
so they did it was kind of a I feel like it was kind of a shock value thing yeah definitely but still the I feel like the impact of that show just can't be forgotten because it was mm. so different so it I just it, when I think about it I have so many standout images from it mm. and it's not like a lot of shows I watched at that age where I can remember like plots and I might have been in the fandom but they've they've kind of wasted away over Mm -hmm. time that show if you say the walking dead i'm thinking about beth and daryl and i can't remember his name but remember that guy that like got eaten and he was still alive and oh what a show a lot of people yeah eaten eaten by people or eaten no so yeah eaten by people that's bob bob Bob, his his leg and then he's like yeah (laughs) yeah he was oh yeah that was horrifying and i was 14 thinking about that image in maths like yeah. what? Oh, but well, I mean, the very first, the very first season has some, okay, just quite like brutal images, mm-hmm. um, and I think they 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 really did a lot to make you think about more than showing you it. Like it'd be easy to just show buckets and buckets of blood and guts and you know, all, all sorts, and you're like, oh, that's just kind of horrible. But instead, it's like they just show you the handcuffs with the hand lying there, mm. and you know what's happened. Yeah. That you don't need to, mm. you know, then you can go back and sort of show why that happened. But you don't need to, it, it, that's so much more effective yeah. than just sort of seeing, like, someone cu- cutting off their mm. hand. Um, you know, I just, I, 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 I loved that show. It's always got a special place in my heart, even though it did have a decline um no it was just I, that's i think it gets kind of memed and, and remembered a little bit unfairly yeah because at its peak especially in the earlier series that was right up there with you know game of thrones at oh, the time yeah, yeah. You know, th- those were kind of like the top two shows and it's just so happened that both of them kind of fell off a little bit but in different ways i feel like that happens with a lot of 2010 mille- i would say yeah, millennial shows culture. that go on for longer yes. than they need to 100 percent. although in game of thrones case it was the other way around so yeah they needed at least it, 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 either a longer season or at least another one yeah to actually mm-hmm. tie everything up and i'm fully convinced that it was because the writers thought they were gonna go and do their star wars project mm-hmm. that yeah. they were like we're not waiting for the next book to come out we're not waiting for like taking our time and, and yeah we just we just we out. just need it's, to get it out let's get it done as much as it's sad that that's what's happened and that caused the ending of the show i do find it hilarious that it backfired that poorly <laughs> for them like there was starbucks cups mm-hmm. there was just people not doing their job on set it was oh, beautiful mess <laughs> I know we're slightly deviating from horror, but <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. back to the point. <laughs> I will talk about Game of Thrones all day. I do not mind, but I do find it interesting with like The Walking Dead, and to some extent, Game of Thrones. It's not horror, but it is gory. It is. Mm. Yeah. It does get your heart racing. I find it interesting how they sort of develop that horror series atmosphere. I love horror series because it's I, so I, difficult to I, I do. I don't do really horror movies, but I do. I have seen quite a lot of horror series. Mm-hmm. Mike Flanagan's work, mm-hmm. love his shows. Though I think the way he does horror 
mixing it, especially with like grief and like tragedy. Very good. I don't know. I don't know why series always seem to land better with me. I guess it's because so the difficulty with a horror series is that rather than a film which gets to have all its scares out and a hopefully 90 minute runtime, big advocate for the <laughs> quick 90 minutes but they have that time to just you're in and out you know with a series you they have to keep it scary for mm. I don't know how many hours of footage and that's so difficult to do but it's sort of it's I feel like it stays with you longer yeah do you think it's because because it needs to you know uh hold out for longer that it lends itself more to that kind of psychological horror or like a build-up of tension and dread rather mm. than as you say in a film you kind of have like some tension some dread but then every now and then jump scares or kind of you know high intensity action or, or, or you know the kind of peak of 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 the scare factor and then it kind of goes back whereas in a show it can have you know six eight ten episodes of just kind of slowly rising tension and build up and that's yeah. so much more affecting yeah absolutely and like it it gets so intense where i i don't because i don't watch a lot of horror series i know um what's mike flanagan's new tv show is he's haunting a fell house right hill house, hill house. bly manor um midnight mass I the know midnight club our lovely break secretary is writing a nice fright fortnight article about the newest series so watch out for that but house of usher i think yes, yes. House of usher. yeah i haven't seen it but um which does just make me think of usher like I, <laughs> I, I, I want him to be in the the series i'm gonna be honest i thought it was a documentary but <laughs> don't tell anybody i said that <laughs> Someone studied the fame of Usher because that he confuses the me. The rise and fall of Usher. Yeah, I mean there must be so many falls, <laughs> but or the, or the rise and plateau. <laughs> yeah, like who is he again? Actually, I have no idea. Yeah, he's like. I was about to be like he's like Santa. He's always there. We just don't know it. I don't know. I <laughs> doesn't as an interesting comparison. <laughs> Santa's uh. real, right? This is a horror podcast. Anyway, move on. No, <laughs> Jurassic is Santa. back. <laughs> Did Christmas e- horror. Did anybody ever watch Krampus? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I studied it. it? Depends I on which like Krampus because I... I feel like there's multiple versions. But the ooh, which one am I thinking of? I think it's the most recent one. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I cannot remember anything about this movie. Same. I just remember how excited I was mm. when it came out because how ridiculous. That's brilliant. I love it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite Krampus adjacent. Thing ever though is the episode of Inside Number Nine called oh. The Devil of Christ. Is it The Devil of Christmas? I haven't I seen that. I love that show, but I haven't seen oh, that episode. Okay, we need to do a separate podcast just about Inside Number Nine. Um, it's such a good show, but that episode is so so good. That's one of my favorites of the whole thing because it's filmed. It's it's a they're filming it like it's some kind of like sitcom or like seventies um, sort of almost hammer, hammer horror film. And then you've got Derek Jacobi's like the director of it, and he's talking about it. So it's like a behind the scenes thing, except it's not. <gasps> Plot twist. Um, but they use like cameras from that time, so it's got that green effect and everything like that. And it's it's just it's so good. It's the perfect blend of hilarious and genuinely menacing. Um, it's just a whole lot of fun. So if you like Christmas and horror, please do check out Inside Number Nine, and especially that episode. I have a Christmas horror thing to add. Um, so I don't seen the show Love, Death and Robots. 
Yes. There's I a, was going to talk about Love, Death there, and there is a There is a, the very short Christmas-themed episode. Um, it's one of, I think it's one of the, sh- the shortest episodes in the entire thing. It's like only seven minutes. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, I don't know how much I should give away if you want to talk about it. No, I wasn't going okay. to talk about that episode. Okay, okay. I just think that show in general yes, is it's, brilliant. Oh, it's so good. I was going to talk about the episode. I can't remember what it's called, but it's uh, based on a boat with a uh, the sea monster that takes over the boat. And then it's basically a fight between the uh, crew mm-hmm. and the this monster who is sort of sentient and very, very smart. It is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. And I really want someone to write an article about it. I might do it because it's amazing. But anyway, talk about it. yeah. Yep. So it's kind of set up as like the, the it's um night the night before Christmas. Like two, two little kids are sleeping. Um, they hear a noise. They go downstairs hoping to see Santa. And what they think is Santa is actually this like horrifying like creature that's like putting presents. Um, and they're tra- under the tree and they're hiding. Jack Skellington. Not quite. Um, and then, so the creature finds them and then basically does this, like, <laughs> sniff test. <laughs> it does, like, this test on Excuse them. or like me? It, like, <laughs> smells them and it can smell if they've been, like, good or bad. And then both the kids are good, so they get presents. And then it, it ends with one of the kids asking, what if we had been bad? What would have happened? And then that's how it ends. Imagine Seven if, minutes. Imagine if the police Horrifying. used that as a system. <laughs> they just you smell they, they you. The they interrogations. Smell the they ditch the police lineups you. and your <laughs> eyewitness statements. It's just nah, jail. You're a bit smelly, actually, mom. <laughs> mom and me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have sh- I didn't have time to shower this morning. I'm so sorry, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I swear. Yeah, so no, I can basically I can basically tell if the kids have been good or bad. Awful. And then they're both good, but then you're like, what would have happened if they hadn't been good? Oh, it's the unknown. It's the unknown. Mm-hmm. And then they're, absolute, the they're absolutely horrified. I'm like, these kids have been traumatized for life. They're never going to want to celebrate Christmas again. God. Good. I think we should burn Christmas to the ground. See, that's, sure. really, that's really <laughs> interesting because that, that premise like operates on so much on the unknown mm. and not being able to see what the danger that's in yeah. front of you but the episode that i in love death and robot robots that i love is so visual and so horrifying because of that and i find i find like horror and animation so interesting because i don't think people have utilized it enough chloe oh. just absolutely <laughs> chloe has she Stop is in her motion horror <laughs> i love it <laughs> A separate episode just about Chloe's love for animation. For yes. those who can't see, Chloe was on the floor. She just, she was about to leave. She's actually, she's actually so on happy. the ceiling and her head is turning. I'm yeah. so it's happy whenever animation gets brought up. But it's so it's it should be used way more because there's mm. so many uses and mm. ways that it could be turned into terrifying things. I mean, you can create your literal nightmares from animation, so why aren't people using it? I know. Oh. Yeah. Just the just the disrespect. disrespect. Is it because disrespectful? Is it? Do you think people are put off from using animation as a medium because it gets kind of? I was gonna say disrespected, but you know, it, it doesn't get the, mm-hmm. the attention and the typically the financial backing of 
Uh, yeah, unless it's yeah. like from a major company, it yeah. just doesn't get the same respect. Yeah, or Tom Hanks is voicing the character. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Sadly. It's fair, he's got mm. a great voice. Oh, he does. What a guy. What a guy. So this is the Tom Hanks mm-hmm. podcast now. Dragging us back again to the original point. <laughs> you, well, you knew, you, 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 I was invited along, you knew this was going to happen. It was going to be me derailing every single topic and then you guys having mm-hmm. to be like, okay, no, back to what we're meant to be talking about. I feel like we should start with a question. How do, how do we all feel about horror in yeah, general? Oh, thing being cut we, out? No, well... <laughs> No, we'll keep that. We'll be kept in. We we just need to. We need to, this is an important question. We need to ask. Okay, sorry. we need to establish things. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, if you would like to ask that again, for the edit. What's your view on horror as a genre as a whole? <sighs> it's that was a big sigh. By the way, I'm very sorry for <laughs> you. Okay. Um, I I used to hate horror. Like fully refused to watch it. I think up until I was about maybe 17 the scariest film i'd ever seen was monster house that's a scary film to be fair scary film that's terrifying either that or um never mind i can't remember the (laughs) film but there was there was this film that like kept me up no you know what it was the sarah jane adventures that's (laughs) terrifying to me the clown episode oh no i hate clowns yeah, the clown episodes in Doctor Who, or not in Doctor Who, in the Sarah Jane Adventures, or in Doctor Who, there's an episode with this guy that steals people's faces and... Oh, the Absorbalov. The Absorbalov. Oh, I never found that scary. I found that absolutely hilarious. That terrified me. Like, I could... I Nightmares for years because of that. So because of that, they're not even horror things, but that, like, really... I just couldn't deal with it. And until maybe 18 I just like stayed away from it but by then I don't know a lot of my friends were horror fans I was like trying to get more into it and that's when I saw Hereditary for the first time I don't know if I was I might have been older rough start rough start rough start I love Hereditary I think it's great and I think it's a great introduction to horror because it's I mean there's no doubt about it it's terrifying but I feel like there's elements to it that it's not going to traumatize you. There's so many different aspects of it that I find so interesting as someone that's interested in film. So I was able to appreciate the film for what it is rather than having to be sent away to a facility for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> David, what's your what's your opinion on horror? Um, yeah, I'm. I, I've, I've got to say, I feel like I really shouldn't be on this. Podcast talking about horror because I me neither. I have very limited experience with the the genre, um, especially especially in more recent years, when I feel I feel like horror. There was kind of, you know, this, this cultural, like there was a lot of these kind of cult horror films around the early two thousands, and then it kind of bled into kind of comedy horror and like the parodying of horror, you know, things like Shaun of the Dead, uh, the scary movie films and things like that, even Final Destination to, to a point. And now we're kind of getting back in the, towards like these more, I suppose, critically acclaimed, like really inventive horrors or like these subgenres of horror. I mean, you know, you've got like the Jordan Peele films, which I haven't seen 
and I know that that's like a how can you even qualify as a film student if you haven't seen at least Get Out? And it's like I, it's like I know what happens. Well, I think I know what happens anyway. But like I've heard so much about it, I've just never gotten around to watching it. I don't know why because there's nothing about it that's putting me off. It's not like I'm oh, but it's a horror film and it's like it's 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 terrifying, so I don't want to watch it. Like I do want to watch it. I just for some reason never have. And I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to talk about horror if I haven't even seen some of these big films in these last these last few years. Have any, have either of you seen um, that fairly new one? Is it is it called Talk to Me or something like that? No, I haven't seen it, but I have seen a video about it. It's I, a kind of indie one. It does look. Apparently, it was like it was like some Australian YouTubers. I yeah, think. and then yeah. it got picked up yeah. by Twenty Four. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I was just asking if you guys had because it's quite an interesting story. How mm. we do have someone from... writing a very great. Sorry, I'm going to keep doing this. We have no. Wait, this, is a, this is a collaboration. A this collaborative very, space. Very good. Talk to me article. This right fortnight. Catch it on Brig <laughs> and all your <laughs> local Google websites. Thanks. Local Bye. Google websites. Local <laughs> Google websites. <laughs> wow. I was going to be like on shelves everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not in the print edition. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But, but yeah, so so my my horror experience is similarly probably mostly through television shows and shows and films that aren't necessarily horrors but have elements of horror in them or are meant to kind of have that scary effect as it were as you mentioned Doctor Who mm-hmm. I had the whole, Doctor Who used to be when I was a, like a child it used to be quite a big deal in our households so whenever it was on a new episode was on we did genuinely like we'd have dinner and then we'd move the couch round and and watch it together on the on the tv and it was like a proper experience i i just adored doctor who but i mean episodes like blink with the weeping mm-hmm. angels or the the ones in the library mm. with the the shadow ones with like things like that even the even the daleks as a young child you know were very very scary to me i had the whole kind of like hiding behind the sofa experience um so i feel like it's things like that especially when i was younger that were like oh that's really scary i don't i'm not sure i really like that so i'm i don't really want to watch kind of all these horror films which are probably going to be a lot worse than that i'm a coward so I don't like <laughs> that, was, that was my long-winded way of saying I'm an absolute coward. I'm an absolute coward. Um I don't like jump scares and I don't like I'm not a fan of I don't know if it's like necessarily like paranormal or like things that are a lot of tension. If something like makes me feel ill, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But then I did I did really like Hill House and Bly Manor, but then I feel like those were like more in the direction of tragedies um than horrors. I'm the third person that I will hide. Whenever there's, I can I can anticipate jump scares really well, so I'm always like hiding whenever I feel a jump scare coming on. That's why I do a lot of research before whatever I watch. Um, the first horror movie experience I can kind of remember is I was going to see it part one, the remake in the cinema. When I was fifteen, um, and I watched the original the night before. Um, and it honestly, it, like, I think I was building up so much in my mind, but it wasn't actually that bad. Um, so I was more prepared to go see the remake. I have a very funny story actually attached to this cinema visit. Um, that's also been derailing off of everything else. So I went with a large group of friends and 
some of which were underage. So this was a 15. I was 15. A lot of my friends were not 15. So a lot of them just kind of lied and managed to Scandals. get their way in. Criminal. Uh, imagine they the... stand on each other. With <laughs> they, they just said they didn't have their IDs. So they instead asked for their birth their birth date. And they did it just a year. Like they said, they were like a year older than they actually were. Wow, evil master. I know. And then oh there God. was there was a girl, a couple steps in front of me, who, I don't know if she just got unlucky or she just wasn't thinking. When they, she said she didn't have her ID, they asked her her birth date. She said her actual birth date, proving that she was 14. So she was asked to leave. Everyone else had already gone in who was in front. And everyone else behind us, we were like, Everyone was like, oh, no, we'll go with you. Like, we'll leave with you. We'll go do mini golf instead. And I was oh, in the no. back of the queue being like, I've just paid for this ticket. But I was with my boyfriend at the time and he was going to leave as well. So I was just like, you idiot. But I left with them and then I went back later to see it. You're a better person than me. <laughs> I know, I should have just gone in. I that girl to her I should have just gone in. You think you've got one job. Like, yeah. you know <clears> you're, <throat> you're going to try and get into the film <clears throat> when you can't so I shouldn't and that's the only plan you've got the only the only play you can make is say the same birthday year. but a year mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. that's all you've got to remember to say do. 2001 2001 though still to this day when bouncers ask me my age I will say 18 sometimes I've even been known to say 17 why wow. I, I just I can't think of myself as 21 and I refuse me neither, I'm a 21 year old teenager and I stand by that so, yeah. David is an actual child, though. I hate... But I'm always the youngest, just, like, wherever... wherever he's go. a 2003 baby. 2003 2000, child. Oh. I, was in, I was in the... You're po- so cute. Don't you? Fuck's I was in... David, no swearing. It's a family-friendly channel. Sorry. Oh, oh, crikey. Oh, for... For, oh, for goodness sake. I oh, feel like dear. I've sworn multiple times <laughs> in this recording. I'm so sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> Cut this out. No, um, no because I, I was always, I was in Chloe's class, like, year throughout all of school. I can't remember how, but... You might have been like, pushed was, forward in nursery. The, I think my dad always said it was about, like, the nursery cutoff time mm-hmm. for, like, starting it somehow. I, I don't know. Anyway... So I've always been like the the youngest or one of the youngest in the year or the class or whatever. And it's even to the point that my partner is like three months older than me and she will never let me live that down. It's as if, you know, it's as if it's some kind of massive war. To be fair, I also dated someone who was also 2003 maybe and then no one would know. Everyone was just like, you predator. <laughs> like it's, it's four months <laughs> Chloe is a cougar, it's confirmed. A lot of growing up happens in those four months. Oh, God. I'm telling you. <sighs> so I have the opposite problem where a lot of my friends are younger than me, or like, so a lot of my friends from back home are a year younger than me, but I still see myself as younger than them. So I'll be talking about, oh my God, I can't believe we're 21 this year. And they're like, mm. I'm still 19. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Get away from mm. me, child. <laughs> you waif. Is that a word? Yeah. But is that a word for a child? I don't think it is. I thought that was like a witchy thing. Sure. Is that a wraith? A wraith, yeah. Yeah. That's, oh my yeah. goodness, there's so many words. So oh, too back, many. Back to horror. We're talking back about wraiths. <laughs> Scary words. If, if we would like, 
Do you want to play a quick game? <gasps> do you want to play a game? Love games. We need a little yes. jingle to like, yes. mark the game. The... Do, do, do. That's Christmas. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Christmas game? Do, 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 do. Um, yep. Good transition. What's a Halloween song? This is Halloween. Just nuts, roasted. Still Christmas. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> this is so, Halloween from. This is Halloween. Christmas. Yes. This there is Halloween. Go. There we go. N- lovely jingle. Which also is is Christmas movie. Is Halloween movie. It's both. It's both. I stand by it. You can you watch it on Halloween and you watch it on Christmas Eve. I agree. Fair. Yeah. We've settled it. That was a very quick debate. That could have been. That could have gone yeah. for a while. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. What do What do you guys think? Agree. Agree. Oh, well. Moving on. They're moving on. It's um, the first time I've ever been right about something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll add it to the very short list. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this game for you guys. It's basically is this death a real death that has happened in a horror film? Or is it something I've made up slash taken from another medium? I'm glad that you specified a real death from a horror film. I thought you were about <laughs> just to just a, say just a real, a real death. death. Yeah, no, I, I might have dabbled with that idea, but people stop me because okay. that's a bit not nice. I was about to swear. Anyway. <laughs> What's the competition for? Just because Chloe and I are very competitive. Yeah. If you've listened to our... Um, cocktail episodes you will know how competitive we we are so how how is this format going to work david just likes to make everything a competition i I, it's not me well it's not me it is me i think it's a competition and you're fighting for glory you're fighting for honor for honor (laughs) for i i want to say if chloe loses this she is no longer president (laughs) david's already tried to take over he doesn't want the position i don't even want to i've given i've offered and he said no this is a coup, and I'm facilitating it. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Coup 2.0. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So, the first death I have for you is, has somebody in a horror film been trapped in a washing machine? Oh, that sounds very plausible. Listen, we can talk through it if you would like. This, this does, I'm... Mm, can we this, ask for more details? Yes. Can we ask can. questions about it? Okay. This this to me feels like a plot that's in like a CSI, a Law and Order, a police oh. drama. Interesting. Okay. So you th- so you think it's like uh, the episode begins? They turn up to the crime scene and mm. it's just a mangle of like a like yeah like a, like a like a like a like a bones episode or like a oh. criminal mind episode. That's mm. that's my that's my thought Maybe. process. Maybe. I just think. I can imagine. I can imagine this. Would you count like a horror parody film as a horror film? Yes, I am doing anything that is sort of in that vein. Horror film. Mm. Actually, no. I. I'm assuming you mean like scary movie things like that. Yeah, things like that. I'm not going to just because oh. they parody other horror films. That's a good point. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's more, it can be a cult film. They don't have to be good horror films, but those are the ones I've included in this battle to the death. Is the character in, involved human? Um, yes. It is. But then I could be lying. I could have made oh, this wait, up. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
But if I've made it up, oh, I've already thought about mm-hmm. the scenario. Oh, sh- I censored myself there. Um, okay, I'm gonna purely to be a contrarian. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it is real and from a from a horror film. And my, if I've been really precise, I wonder if it's a baby or like a child. Th- my oh, my, that's my that's, brain was going to child, but in a, like a more a serious. Is more, yeah, it is, is more in, horrifying. I was going for child and more serious, like CSI, like drama. You guys are awful. That's that's a horrible image. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so let me let me just get this straight. So you're going real, real horror, horror film, film. Mm-hmm. and you're going not in a horror film. Not in a horror film. Not in a horror but film. But in take from another media. Chloe points yes. to you. Ah. It is actually from the award-winning show Midsummer Murders. Wow! And can I just say this scene is stuck in my brain. Like I, re- my house was a big Midsummer Murders house, mm. and I I would watch it from age dot, and it was a scene where this woman is doing the washing. Someone pushes her into the washing machine, closes the door, and you just see her going spinning <laughs> round and round, and it's the most low budget thing you'll ever see. I, I think I watched it for the first time. Me and my brother always talk about it anytime we're near a washing machine. And I saw the clip a couple of years ago. It's not that scary. But for a child, it is. It's terrifying. Yeah. I'm so well done. Point Did that put you off doing laundry? Oh, yeah. I stink right now. She <laughs> <laughs> hasn't done her laundry since. No presents for you. <laughs> no presents. Oh, God, what's going to happen to me? Anyway, so next up, we have Death by Corn. Okay, I assume you mean like a shuck of corn. A shuck of corn is stabbed into somebody's back. I'm going real. I think. Oh, this is. I need to play mm. mind games with Chloe though, because mm. if I if I seem too like assured, then maybe mm-hmm. Chloe will think, oh, I'll just say yes as well. Yeah. I think that's real. I want to say I've seen or at least heard of this. Interesting. Unless it's from a parody. Mm. Oh God, this this game is playing me. I'm gonna go real. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, real. Uh, uh, uh. I had a different thought when you said before it was before you said Shuck of Corn. I had a thought of the um, scary stories Tell in the Dark, Ma, a boy being turned into a scarecrow. Oh, I had a, yeah. I, for some reason I had that in my in my brain. I've actually seen that film. Mm. I've not seen film. it. I've watched a video about it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the John Solo explained video about it. Lovely. Uh, but I'm gonna go real as well. Interesting. Okay, two reels. That is that is real. It is from Sleepwalker, nineteen ninety two, in which the antagonist cuts off one of, uh, cuts off a cop's call to headquarters a little early by stabbing him in the back with a piece of corn. Yeah, I feel. I feel like yeah. I don't know how. I feel like I've seen, maybe a clip of that. Mm, or yeah, like a picture of that. Would it help if I gave you a synopsis of it? It's a mother and son. A mother and son team of strange supernatural creatures move to a small town to seek out a young virgin to feed on. Okay, Very. Yeah, I don't think I've seen no. That, no. that as a film. No. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there we go. But it has just occurred to me that Chloe can just give the same answer as me every time. Yes, and she's guaranteed this is true. to win. This is true. What do you mean guaranteed to win? Because if we, get, if we say the same thing every time, <laughs> then even if we both get points mm-hmm. we both get no points, you'll mm-hmm. always be one ahead. Mm-hmm. But then I might have a different opinion from you, David. You never know. Or you might have a different it opinion from possible. me. It is possible. It is possible. I'm sure I'm going to get these wrong now. Come on. Have a, have a bit of confidence in yeah, yourself. Yeah, you, have more, you have more experience with it than I do. Not with horror, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think no. so. I think so. 
Listen, as much as I think Chloe is a great <laughs> stir pod president, I always support the underdog. So you, you've got <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, underdog. <laughs> I need all the help I can He's get. He's the young up and comer trying <laughs> yeah, that's to. True. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just the baby. <laughs> trying to usurp the. Actually, it's quite, it's quite unjust that a child is having to go up against an adult. Like, yeah. That's really unfair. Sure. Shame. Point deduction for Shame. No. <laughs> yeah, minus 100 to Chloe. <laughs> Can we do a double this point is, at the end? This is a, <laughs> yeah, it's a targeted attack. Yeah, the last question is going to be worth 2 million points. Excellent. Okay, I'm, I'm still okay. in it. I'm still oh in it. Oh, God. Okay. okay, our next one is death by basketball. Can you describe the exact... Mm-hmm. Like, you say death by basketball. Yeah. Is that, like, blunt force trauma of a basketball hitting mm-hmm. them? Is it them getting stuck inside a basketball and suffocating? Like, what, what what's mm-hmm. happening? So, it is someone having a basketball, throwing it at somebody's face, and their head exploding. This feels very parody. It does, but then it could also be I, very it, real, also, like, from the 70s yeah. or something. Okay, Chloe, you, you answer first this time. We'll, we'll do that. We'll take it in turns. Okay, yeah, okay, that's okay, good. Okay, idea. okay. No. I'm going to say not real because it feels like a parody of like another horror film. I was going to do that, but I, I think I'm actually going to go real purely because I could see this being a, from a parody, but I I wonder if it's from just like a really cheesy but trying to be genuine horror film. And I don't think it's the kind of thing that would happen in Midsummer Murders. No, I feel like it's a little bit too right there. I think like maybe Washing Machine is the, the limit. I think the Washing Machine <laughs> because it's got that like I, I I don't think I've ever actually seen Midsummer Murders. But I've seen my bits. understanding I've of seen it is episodes. like it's this kind of quaint village, you know, kind I'm of thing, horrified. and all of this stuff keeps happening. So like someone just in their house doing laundry, getting attacked in their own home, and and ending up in the washing machine feels very much of that kind of thing, but. A basketball to the face exploding their head yeah. seems a little bit too much. I'm going to say it's real, but cheesy. But Okay, so real and horror. Chloe. Not, not real. Not real. Points to David. <gasps> yes. Well done. Yeah, I don't think basketball was introduced to the village of Midsummer at this point. I think that came around at least 2009. Um, this is from Deadly Friends, 1986. It's about a teenage whiz kid who puts a, his robot's brain in the head of a nearly dead girl. Yeah. And it's where the... <laughs> the <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm less worried about my screenwriting ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a fun game in self-confidence in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's where the dead girl, I'm assuming, throws a ball at a woman's head, and this is from a Watch Mojo article, the woman's head inexplicably sca- shatters into a million pieces. Shatters. Shatters. That's an interesting word choice. Shatters. Yeah. So the, 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 the head shattered. Made okay. of glass. Made of glass. So we are head to head in yeah. the points, guys. I'm going to make this the last one. <gasps> oh, so no, the tension. It is this all, is the horror film. It's mm-hmm. all to play for. So let me see. I'm going to pick I'm gonna pick a hard one. Oh, God. <laughs> These ones have been easy. I feel, I feel like they've been a piece of cake. I mean, okay. So... Are you ready? Yep. David, are you ready? Never, but sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. The final one is someone dies from being wrapped up as an Egyptian mummy. (laughs) Don't even know where to begin with that one. Like, I feel like 
<laughs> this feels like a trick. It feels like it's something that I would never. It feels like something you might have made up. Less Midsummer Murders, but maybe one that you've made something, up. Because it feels like it has been in other movies that aren't necessarily horror movies. I'm trying to think. Was it? Nothing. I've not. I don't think I've seen this. Well, whatever it is, nothing's coming to no. my mind of like someone trying to get out and they're being like held down and wrapped up or something. Oh God. Oh, feel... This is a difficult one. Mm, yeah. Can I ask for obviously not too many details, but mm-hmm. can I ask for any other details of like where mm-hmm. is this taking place? No. I'm I'm gonna say no. No details at all. No details. It's the final one. Oh my God. The presidency is oh, on a knife no. edge right now. <laughs> what is can I ask the age of, of the victim? You may. <laughs> <laughs> What is the age of the victim, please? 50. I think. I'm still I'm still on the the hmm. the it's not a horror film, but it is an it is from another movie that isn't it's probably still scary, but it's not a horror film. That's my train of thought. Yeah, it does seem it does seem unlikely. Because I'm trying to think realistically, even a 50-year-old person, you'd have to have at least more than one attacker involved. Like, you'd probably have have at least one person, if not two or more, like, holding them down, I mm-hmm. presume, and then someone mm-hmm. or maybe two other people doing the wrapping. So it's not like it's just, like, one person attacking them and wrapping them up, because it would be... For some reason, then this... you have to keep in mind that logic... Doesn't mm. isn't it like horror movies or any other kind of thing? For some reason, my brain is going to like an Indiana Jones esque movie. For some reason, I don't know why. I'm gonna go with not real. That's my final answer. David, make a choice. Uh, oh god, the, I was leaning the, towards the, I was leaning towards real, so I'll stick with that and I'll go real. But this really could go either way, and I'm just I want to see this mm. now more than anything else. So Chloe, you're not real. You're not real, yep. David. You're real? Unfortunately, I'm real. You're real? I, I exist. <laughs> oh, I, unfortunately for us all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, we all, all of us exist. Wow, okay, just, you, David. Okay, just to I'll, clarify, I'll... David and Rebecca met for the first time today. <laughs> uh, I'll see myself out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I meant, unfortunately, we're, we all exist. It was more existential than mean. I'm so sorry, David. You're a lovely man. Um... I feel like all the tensions left the room. Damn it. Yeah, okay, but <laughs> Guys, bring it in. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. I think it's real. Like, it's not real. It's not real. Oh. And it's from another Midsummer. Is it? It's, it's, yeah, it's from another oh, Midsummer no. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so we should do a podcast on the Midsummer of uh, Midsummer Murder. Oh, it's a brilliant show. Basically, I remember this show, this episode from memory. It's when the detective, I think it's the second detective they had. He walks up the stairs and he there's just a mummy on a, your standard British landing of a house. It's ridiculous. It's so great. And also I lied about the victim's age. I have no idea. I forget. I'm sorry. Because that's the reason I went for real. The way you said so the way you said fifty and then we're sort of laughing when you said I think made me think No, you haven't made that up, but that's not a fictional thing. No, because... I I think they were around that age. I just can't remember whether it was a man or a woman. So I'm glad you did ask for genders. I thought that might be not allowed for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Brilliant. Well good. There I we go. Have asked. Well, 
Congratulations, Chloe. Thank you, can you so hold much. On to your excellent presence. <laughs> no, I didn't want the presence. Anyway. You, you've tr- he's tried to. Yeah, he's tried sure to steal it. He, he says he doesn't want <laughs> it. I have offered. I offered it up, free of charge, and he said no. That's too much. It is my burden work. to carry. Too much oh, work. Wow, Chloe, yeah. are you okay? Great. We're doing great. <laughs> I feel very vindicated now. Brilliant. All I, I, all I all I cared about was winning the game. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I will I will I will try to do better next time. Yeah, I mean you did great. I feel bad about my last comment. You you did great, David. <laughs> thank you. Well, I don't David. need I don't need your pity, but thank you. Well done, David. <laughs> what is it? Is it um, Ricky Bobby? If if you if you're not first, you're last. Oh God! Sorry, we're once again being derailed. Sorry, yes. <laughs> but... Rag is back. <laughs> Yeah, that's that was a very cool. fun game. Well done, thank, thank, yeah, you thank you so you much. Very much thank for, you. For th- that was very fun. Thank you. I <laughs> came up with it 15 minutes before we got <laughs> up for this, and I'm very proud of it. Also, thanks to sports editor Nathan Hassett for giving me the Midsummer Murders idea. He wanted me to get that in. <laughs> That's where we will end our conversation just for now. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Rebecca. Thank and you. And David. Always a pleasure. I'm so sorry for derailing everything. It's okay. You should be used to it by now. It's it's what we do here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation in uh, another episode, so stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for listening. You can find us at StarPod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also keep an eye out for... Rebecca's film and TV Fright Fortnite that will be starting on the 17th of October. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>